block sent to Grandma's attic, said Sarah. Bonnie would probably be able to find room in her quilt shop to store the blocks, too, rather than leave them laying about Elm Creek Manor, where Sylvia might discover them. A phone call to Bonnie, and a few revisions later, Sarah saved the final version of her letter and began printing out copies for every former camper, every quilt guild that had invited Sylvia to speak, and everyone in Sylvia's address book hastily borrowed for the cause. She needed to refill the paper tray twice and replace the toner cartridge before the last letter emerged from the printer. Summer seemed to think they would receive dozens of blocks, but Sarah was less certain. Quilters were generous, helpful people, but they also tended to be quite busy. For all their good intentions, most might not be able to contribute a block by the deadline. With all those hundreds of requests, Surely they would receive the 140 blocks Bonnie had calculated they would need for a queen-size comforter. As Sarah affixed stamps to the envelopes, listening carefully for Sylvia's footsteps in the hall outside the library, she reflected that they might be fortunate to settle for a 96-block lap quilt. The bridal quilt was Sarah's idea but the other Elm Creek quilters were just as enthusiastic about the project. Even Diane, who now only rarely complained about having to return the perfect summer dress she had purchased for the anticipated June wedding. Sylvia was the heart and soul of Elm Creek Quilt Camp, the business the eight friends had founded, jointly owned, and operated each year from spring to autumn, and not only because Elm Creek Manor was her ancestral home. Sylvia's passion for the artistic, historical, and social aspects of quilting so permeated the quilting retreat that the campers felt her influence in every class, every lecture, and every late-night chat with new friends that took place within the manor's gray stone walls. She had earned the respect, admiration, and affection of every quilter who had passed through the doors of Elm Creek Manor, yet she alone seemed unaware of this. Whenever Sarah tried to explain, as she did on each anniversary of the founding of Elm Creek Quilts, Sylvia cut her off and dismissed her praise as preposterous. This bridal quilt would finally tell Sylvia what she would not allow Sarah to say. To Sarah's delight, the first quilt block arrived only a week after the letters went out. The next day, Bonnie phoned with news that two more blocks had come in the morning mail, and after that, Packages came so frequently that Bonnie stopped calling to report them. When she offered to bring them to their upcoming business meeting, Sarah couldn't resist. She and Bonnie told all the Elm Creek quilters except Sylvia to meet in the kitchen 30 minutes early. Sarah figured that would give them plenty of time to examine the blocks, read the accompanying letters, and return the packages to Bonnie's car before Sylvia expected them in the formal parlor. That Thursday evening, Bonnie arrived first, hustling through the back door and into the kitchen with a grandma's attic shopping bag in her arms. Maybe this was a mistake, she said, as Sarah eagerly took the bag and set it on the long wooden table in the center of the room. Bonnie shrugged off her coat and sat down on one of the benches. All Sylvia has to do is look out the window at the parking lot and she'll know we're here. Sylvia's room faces the front of the manor, Sarah reminded her, emptying the bag onto the table. It's 20 degrees outside, so the windows are shut and the furnace is running. She won't hear the cars pull up. Bonnie raked her fingers through her close-cropped dark hair and glanced at the doorway. Even so, we should keep our voices down. 
We're here, Diane sang, strolling into the kitchen, her blonde curls bouncing. Do we have to wait for everyone, or can we see the blocks now? Diane, hush, dear, warned white-haired Agnes, following close behind. Her blue eyes were exasperated behind pink-tinted glasses. Stealth, remember? She's about as stealthy as a thirsty elephant at the only water hole on the savannah, remarked Gwen, peering in over Diane's shoulder. You're also blocking the doorway. Well, excuse me, Professor, Diane shot back, but she took a seat beside Sarah and reached for the envelope on top of the pile. Is summer coming? Sarah asked Gwen as she helped Agnes with her coat. I sent her an email, but she didn't write back. Who knows what my daughter's up to anymore, said Gwen. I've had more meaningful conversations with her answering machine than with her lately. Summer has already seen most of the blocks.